Hi folks, it's Allison Graves, but instead of your normal news update, we're going to play you the first episode of our new podcast, Coronavirus in Florida. On the show, we'll keep you informed with the latest information and answer questions you may have all in 10 minutes. For now, we don't have a set schedule for the podcast, but we plan to publish more episodes in the coming weeks. You can listen to the latest episode by downloading it on your favorite podcast platform or visiting tampabay.com. We hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, my name is Allison Graves and welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Monday, March 9th. On this show, we'll talk to experts and reporters, share the facts behind the spread of the virus, and discuss what could happen next. Our aim is to answer your questions and counter the spread of misinformation about coronavirus and the disease it causes, COVID-19. In a few minutes, we're going to talk to Dr. Mark Yacht, the former Pasco County Health Director, about whether coronavirus warrants panic. But before that, it's been quite a week of coronavirus news. Here's the latest. As of March 9th, 18 people have tested positive for the virus in Florida and almost 300 are being monitored. Two people have died, a Lee County woman who was in her 70s and a Santa Rosa County man who was also in his 70s. In response to the death, Senator Rick Scott over the weekend pleaded for transparency and asked agencies to release more information on the two cases that ended in death. Here's what the senator told Fox 13. When we have... Um cases. We ought to be able to put out as much information about those cases as we can. We know we have uh, some limitations because of HIPAA, uh, but if, if, it's, if we're telling people as they're, um, that if you have this type of chronic condition, you shouldn't go, get on an airplane or go on a cruise, the more information we can give people, there's a better chance they can relate to it. Meanwhile, the State Department and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Sunday advised Americans against traveling on cruise ships. The advisory stressed an increased risk to travelers with underlying health conditions, which the CDC said includes heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, and conditions that suppress the immune system. The CDC said coronavirus is able to spread easily among cruise ship passengers and crew in the close quarters aboard vessels. The move came just before the Grand Princess, a cruise ship with at least 21 people testing positive for the virus, was due to dock in Oakland, California after being held at sea for several days. All right, let's get into our interview. Joining us today is Dr. Mark Yacht. As I said, he served as the director of the Pasco County Health Department for 20 years until he retired in 2007. And prior to that position, he practiced general medicine in several places around Florida. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Yacht. Well, happy to be here. So you've practiced medicine in Florida for quite some time. Have you ever seen anything like coronavirus before? Well, you know, we went through SARS and bird flu. So I would say, uh, uh, you know, each, each epidemic has its own characteristics. Uh, this one uh, so far is very early uh, in the epidemic. So we're still getting our data uh, to know how uh, much more serious it will become. Uh, you know, I don't want to underplay the fact that it is a serious uh, pandemic, uh, but we're in the early stages. Uh, uh, we're watching other countries to see how the uh, disease develops 
how the numbers rise and hopefully uh, uh, watch them fall, and it gives us, gives us a sense of how the epidemic will occur here. So, uh, I, you know, I would say that it's important to understand that we have 331 million people in, our, in the U.S. population, and we have 110 cases identified of the coronavirus. So you need to put it in context so mm-hmm. people shouldn't be really frightened. Uh, we have basically a handful of cases in our population, uh, but frankly, so far, uh, it's uh, a very small number of people that have been infected. So what do you think people can do right now to protect themselves? Well, you know, you get back to the old health department rules, you know, I mean, the basic, uh, you know, health department mantra, wash your hands, mm-hmm. uh, avoid uh, being around people that are ill, people that are ill should stay home so that they don't spread their disease to others. That goes uh, in keeping with all infectious disease. Uh, again, we have a handful of cases. It's not a big deal right now, but uh, the the rules uh, of good personal hygiene always play into uh, protecting yourself from infection, whether it be hepatitis, whether it be uh, other respiratory uh, ailments, whether it be coronavirus. Now, and I really wouldn't be that concerned personally uh, about the impact on you at this point, uh, with these kind of case numbers in the country. But in another couple of weeks, uh, you may ask me the same question, and I, and, I, and I may have a different answer. What do you think Florida's biggest concern is going forward? I know we have a high rate of uninsured people, um, and, of course, we have a big senior citizen population. Um, what is your biggest concern for Florida? Okay, let me give you some stats. Florida has, what, 21 million people right now. Uh, and uh, 23%, which surprised me, I didn't realize it was that high, or over 60. Okay, so we have, a, we have a, a, a large elderly population. That means we have a lot of nursing homes. That means we have a lot of uh, uh, communities that cater to the elderly. So we have a lot of confined communities uh, that are elderly communities, uh, uh, deed-restricted, that kind of thing. Uh, so, yes, uh, we in Florida, the public health, uh, uh, Florida effort has to be very, very vigilant because we are a big at-risk state. And so we can anticipate that we'll have uh, larger problems later down the line, which gives us a lot more time to prepare. Mm-hmm. And that's the key for the public health program in Florida, and that's the key for the federal public health program, preparation. So just winding down here with a lot of these types of scenarios, whether it be a public health crisis or a natural disaster, we often see online um, a lot of misinformation crop up. Uh, What advice would you give to listeners about how to avoid misinformation online uh, pertaining to the coronavirus? Well, you know, that that is so true. I mean, you know, you've hit on one of the most difficult areas to deal with because anybody can put anything on Facebook or online or have a web page. And uh, I don't have to tell you how much misinformation there is on things uh, other than coronavirus. Uh, people, anti-vaxxers out there that are giving people all kinds of bad information, uh, bad information and smears on uh, elected officials. It just, it just never stops. Uh, I think the secret to, the, to, the, to resolving that is for people to educate themselves and realize 
that not everything they see on the Internet is the truth. You really have to read. You, uh, I'm a big person for promoting printed media, newspapers. Print media is the one place, New York Times, Miami Herald, Tampa Bay Times, Boston Globe, Washington Post. That's where you want to get your news. That's where the information is that you can trust. And when you, when you give up that integrity to listen to some crazy person on the Internet or somebody on cable news that has, some, that has his own agenda, you are not getting good information. And you have a responsibility as a, as a, as a citizen to find where you can get that good information. And the first place to start is the morning paper. Definitely agree with you there. Um, I think we've done a good job here putting this uh, virus into context. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add or anything else you want people to know about coronavirus? People should be comfortable knowing that everything is being done to contain this virus and to protect uh, individuals from illness. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be vigilant uh, or read, uh, read what's going on, follow the infections, make sure your sources are credible. And other than that, uh, let's hope, as we have seen with these other uh, epidemics that have come our way, that we'll do fine. Well, Dr. Yacht, I think this has been really insightful, not only for me, but I hope for the people who listen to this. Um, and we, we really thank you for your time here. Well, folks, that's going to be it for today. Remember, for the latest information on coronavirus in Florida, you can visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. We also created a Facebook group so you can easily find all of our reporting, ask questions, or share concerns. You can find a link to join that group in the description of this podcast. This has been Coronavirus in Florida with me, Allison Graves. Thanks for listening.